Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Now may the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearers and doers of his word. You may be seated. Truly we are thankful that the Lord God has blessed us to be alive on this morning. We are not promised to be here on this morning, but God has been good to us. While others have passed on, you and I are still in the land of the living. It's always a blessing to be able to come in the the house of the Lord and to be able to worship God in spirit and in truth. Worshiping God in spirit and in truth. In spirit, that means that you're going to have to do it with a certain attitude. You're going to have to have the right kind of attitude to be able to worship God. And then you got to do it according to truth. The Bible says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So we have to have the Bible, the word of God, in order to direct us, guide, lead us in our worship. That everything that we do and say comes from the word of truth. It's good to see those on Facebook with us on this morning by way of social media and even those who are here with us in person is good to see you with us on today. Good to see uh, some of the good folks from New Orleans, uh, Brother Flakes and his wife. Uh, my good friend, Brother Flakes, is good to see him serve as one of the elders there at the Louisa Street Church of Christ in the city of New Orleans. It's so good to see them with us on this morning and others who may be with us on today. You are our honored guests. I would ask that you be finding this morning, 1 Samuel chapter 16, 1 Samuel chapter 16, 1 Samuel chapter 16, and if you have been in our Bible studies, you know that we are in the book of 1 Samuel, and we are dealing with David, and we are talking about uh, David, we already have talked about David and Goliath, the Philistines, and uh, this morning we started with Jonathan and, and David and dealing with Saul uh, and the things that had transpired between them uh, on uh, this morning. So 1 Samuel 16, 1 Samuel chapter 16 is where we want to be on this morning, 1 Samuel 16, and if you're there, I want you to Hold there, verse 13, 1 Samuel 16, and uh, just hold verse number uh, 16. If you have it, just say amen. Let's do the reading. He says, 1 Samuel 16, 13, he says, Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren, and the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose, arose up and went to, to Ramah. Uh, now, this is 
talking about specifically the anointing of David. Now you also have the anointing of Saul. God tells Samuel for the sake of time this morning to go and to anoint Saul. And he goes and he anoints Saul. And Saul is, is a person who was chosen uh, not only by the people, but God permitted it to be. God instructed Samuel. He got word from the Lord to go and to anoint Samuel. And so when you look at 1 Samuel 16 and verse number 14, the Bible says, but the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. Now watch in verse 13. The Bible says, and the spirit of the Lord came upon David. But the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. The Bible goes on and say, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. Verse 15, and Saul's servant said unto him, behold now, an evil spirit from God troubleth thee. Let our Lord now command thy servant which are before thee to seek out a man who is cunning player of on a harp. And it shall come to pass when the evil spirit from God is upon thee that he shall play with his hand and doubt shall be well. Let's put the subject on, on this morning. We want to talk about be careful. There's an evil spirit watching you. Be careful. There's an evil spirit watching you. When you and I are baptized into Christ, we put on Christ. Acts 2.38 talks about we receive the Holy Spirit. We receive the Holy Ghost. Only when you obey the gospel, when you hear the glorious gospel, you believe in God and believe that Jesus is the son of God and you're willing to turn your life around and you're willing to make the confession that Jesus is the Christ and you're willing to go down in the water, baptized into Jesus and you come up a new creature in Christ. You are part of the church. You are part of the family of God. But now God has allowed the spirit of God to come inside of you to live, to dwell, to abide and abode in you leading your life guiding your life talking to you by the word of truth helping you make decisions that will cause heaven to be our home the holy spirit is there to cause us to make right decisions now we don't always allow him to influence and impact us enough to cause us to make the right decision now Saul had the spirit of God. He had the spirit of God inside of him. Matter of fact, we don't have the time to do it, but whenever you can, you go to chapter 10, verse 6, chapter 10, verse 10, chapter 11, verse 6, you will see that God gave Saul the ability to prophesy. Saul was filled with the Holy Ghost. But just because you are filled 
with the Holy Spirit does not mean that the Holy Spirit cannot leave you. Hello, somebody. And whenever the Holy Spirit departs from you, that is God's judgment being placed on your life. Whenever you are without the Spirit of God or spiritless, you are in a bad place. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You are in a bad place because when the Spirit of God is in you, you have the protection of God around you. But when God leaves you, you are all alone. <laughs> oh, be careful. There's, a, there's an evil spirit watching you. We talked last, last week, I think we were on dinner with these spirits and whatnot, uh, with the sons of Sceva, and uh, how the evil spirit jumped on those seven guys and whip them and beat them until they come out of their clothes. Uh, evil spirits were real, real, and they still are real today. Now, uh, let, let me just say this right quickly because uh, before somebody is saying I'm teaching something that I'm not teaching, uh, they do not operate the same like they did in the Old Testament. But they are still operating. Whenever a spouse can take a gun and shoot the other spouse in the back, that's an evil spirit. Whenever mothers can take their young children and place them in water to drown them, that's an evil spirit. Whenever people can mistreat each other and do not feel remorseful about it that is an evil spirit and I want you to know that the Bible says that the spirit of God left Saul who had one time had been filled with the Holy Spirit of God and again the Bible says but the spirit he contrasts the difference between David getting the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God leaving Saul. The Bible says, but the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord. And an evil spirit from the Lord. <laughs> from the Lord. Troubled. God controls God is in control of everything good and everything evil. Evil does not come from God. But God is in control of everything good and everything evil. In other words, if there's something evil that is going to happen to somebody, God has the ability to cause it to stop or he has the ability to permit it to be. Now the Bible says it came from the Lord. Now what I believe is, is God moved out of the way. And when God moved out of the way, God allowed the dogs of hell to go after and trouble Saul. Let me just give you an example. Y'all remember back in the book of Job, right? You remember Job? God was talking to Satan. And what's, 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 
what is uh, what is puzzling is that the angelic beings had access to the place where the angels would present themselves to God. Those other angels who had the, who were kicked out of glory and out of heaven had access. Even Satan himself. And the Bible says, Satan, uh, God tells Satan, he says, where have you been? He says, in other words, and I'm paraphrasing, he says, I've been, I've been walking uh, to and fro, going up and down where? In the what? On the earth. And 1 Peter 5 tells us that what? He, he, seeks, he seeks whom he may devour. He is as a roaring lion. He's not a lion. He is as a roaring lion going about seeking whom he may what? Destroy. My point is, is that the devil's job is to go around looking for you and looking for me. And by any means necessary, he tries to, to trick you. He's not trying to treat you. He want to trick you. <laughs> Today is Halloween, isn't it? You could either get a trick or a treat. He says, be careful. There's an evil spirit watching you. Perhaps the evil spirits have always wanted Saul. When he was anointed king. Anytime you want to do right, the Bible teaches us that evil is always present. Did, did, did you hear that? Every time you want to do right, evil is always present. In other words, every time there's a way for you to do right, there's going to be another way for you to do wrong. Just like when you get into temptation, God will make a way of what? Escape. Now, just because God makes a way of escape don't mean we're going to escape. Because sometimes we don't want to escape. But God will make a way for you to get out of the temptation. Uh, the, uh, the service of Saul said this. Master, we see what's happening to you. Here's what, here's what we are suggesting. Can you give us permission to go and to get, to get a harp player? And when he plays the music... The evil spirit will depart from you. When he plays the music, the evil spirit will depart from you. Saul had the blues. You know when you're going through something, you put on music. Y'all not going to help me. Sister girls, y'all remember y'all used to put on Jodeci? Y'all ain't going to help me up there. See, Brother Brown ain't going to help me with that one this morning. Y'all remember y'all used to put on, you were going through some things, and you put on Jodeci, huh? If I had the time, I would do a little something for you this morning, but I don't have the time. You would put on sweat. Y'all not going to help me. I'm talking about keep sweat, huh? You would, you, would, you, would, you would put it on and, and, and you would what? You were going through some things, uh, but when you put on that music, Brother Young, uh, it caused uh, whatever you were going through, you forgot about it for that time. Oh, y'all ain't going to help me. Y'all do that now. 
when you've gone through some things, you put on that. In other words, he was going through some things, and he, man told him, one of the servers says, I know, I know a heart player. He's real good. And he's one of Jesse's boys. And if you don't mind, I'll go and fetch him. And when he plays, the evil spirit will what? Will leave. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. When you're going through something, you just put that music on, and you know how you do. Come on, y'all. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get y'all to work. I'm trying to y'all to get in this thing with me. When you, I'm talking, come on now, Sister April, you're going to help a brother out. You ain't going to be like the rest of them. You're going to help a brother out. You know when you're gone, you know when you're in it? Huh? And you start bobbing your head. Y'all know, y'all come on, work with a preacher this morning. You start moving your body. You, we in church. I can't break it down all the way like that. But you know what I'm talking about, huh? You, I mean, you, you, you're going through it, but you're listening to that music, and boy, that thing just hitting in your spirit, and you just, it drives whatever you're going through, what? It just drives it away for that time, right? Just, just for that time, right? It's going to come back later on, but for right now. Oh, boy, I tell you. David was fetched. David comes to Saul. And you know, I want to say this about Saul before I give you these three points. Saul, when he, when he first started, Saul was doing good. Y'all not going to help me. <laughs> we don't have the time to look at the script. Saul looked like he was, I mean, he was going to become it, Right? I mean, he was doing everything right. Saul was obedient to God. The Spirit of God had him prophesying to people. Saul was obedient to God. The Spirit of God was leading his life and directing his life. Saul was just doing wonderful things in Israel and for Israel at the time until, until, watch this here. Give me point number one on this morning. Be patient. Be patient. You know, <laughs> it was mandated. You do not make no sacrifice until Samuel come. Why did the spirit come? When did the spirit come? Number one, when Saul became impatient with the Lord. God had already informed and mandated you do not make sacrifice until Samuel comes. Don't you touch anything. Don't you move to the place until Samuel come. The Bible says that Samuel came late. You read 1 Samuel 13, 14, 15 up until now. Samuel had a delay. I don't know what delayed him, but he had done a delay. You know how sometimes, you know, everything don't work out when you want it to work out. Everything don't work out like you want it to work out in your life. You might plan something, uh, but something might get in your way. You might plan to be there at a certain time, but something might stop you. Everything don't work according to your time and your planning. And Saul was like, Samuel ain't here yet. If he don't come by this, we're going to start without him. He became impatient. See, if you're going to walk with the Lord, you're going to have to have some patience. He don't come what you want him, but he's always on time. God is always on time. I know he might not be on Vilch's time. He might not be on your time, but he is always on time. Everything happens according to God's 
time. But he says, and then, and then the people start to scatter. Read 1 Samuel 13, 14, 15. They start to scatter. They, the, the leader became impatient. You as a leader or leaders, you cannot become impatient because the people will see you become impatient and what you do, they will do. You have to understand here that as the people of God, if we're going to walk with the Lord, uh, we're going to have to be patient. If you're going to be a daddy and a mama, you better have the spirit of patience. If you're going to stay married for a long time, you better have the spirit of patience. If you're going to retire from a job 30, 40, 50 years, uh, you better have patience. If you're going to keep some friends close to you, you better have patience. And Saul uh, did not have any more patience. And he says, no, we're going to start without him. Mm. Point number two. Uh, don't be disobedient. If you want God to work for you in your life, to, to do some wonderful things with you in your life, obey God. <laughs> if you want stuff to fall apart in your life, just keep disobeying him. If bad things are happening to you, they can't get right, you can't get straight, you can't get right, all right, you better check yourself. I don't know, the spirit of God might not be with you no more. You don't ever, you don't ever want to, you don't ever want the Spirit of God to depart from you. Don't be disobedient. The first time Saul became impatient, made sacrifice without Samuel. Number two, God told him about go there to Amalek. And when you go, I want you to destroy everything. Everything, Saul. The good thing, the, the bad thing, the good looking things, the the, the ugly things, the, the, the adults, the senior citizens, kill them. The young folk, kill them. The infants, kill them. All of them. Destroy everything, Saul. Saul went down there. Big bad Saul. He bad now, but he wasn't bad when Goliath came out there. Big bad Saul. Went on out there, right? And destroyed some things. But he kept the best things. For himself and sacrifice, if my memory serves me correctly, the ugly things to God. How we do the Lord in the church, we keep the best things for ourselves uh, and we give God the leftover things uh, in the church. Uh, God wants our first and our best. Folk would do that even with the offering. They'll live it up throughout the week. And come to church on Sunday and reach inside and give God the leftovers. <laughs> my wife told me the other day I forgot my wallet in a car. And I went put gas in a car and I forgot the wallet in the armrest. And I came to church that last Sunday morning and, uh, and I didn't have my wallet. My money for the offering was in the wallet. And I got a, well, I better not tell you this because if you get in my wallet, you might know where to go. But, <laughs> but anyhow, uh, I didn't have my offering. So I had something and I just gave something because I wanted to give something, but I didn't have my offering. And my wife said, she said, you didn't purpose and you didn't plan. <laughs> Some of y'all missed that. That's, that's 2 Corinthians 9, 6 and 7. She said, you didn't purpose and you didn't plan. She hit me below the belt, but I did purpose and I did plan, but I just forgot it in the. 
Well, I guess I didn't purpose the plan strong enough. <laughs> you got you to gotta purpose and plan, y'all, to give to God. God purposed and planned to give to you. <laughs> didn't he purpose and plan for you? So why you want to do something different when it comes down to him? Don't be disobedient. They went there to Amalek. They, he got the best and he kept it for himself. Saul had become vain. He had become empty. God, and, and, and you watch, and I like what happened here because the first time he failed. But God is a God of a second chance. Hold on now. He's a God of a second chance. But if you tell the truth, and if I tell the truth, we done used up our second chance a long time ago. <laughs> He's the God of another chance, and another chance, and another chance, and another chance, and another chance. God will give you one chance after another. And over here, God gave Saul another chance. He says, okay, all right, I know, I know, I know he, he failed, he messed up over here. Okay, all right, let's go. Let's get back on track now. Okay, come on. Let's plan. Let's huddle this thing up. Here's what we're going to do. going to draw up this play. You're going to go over here. You're going to do like this and like that. This is what I want you to do. Don't do, don't just do this. Listen, just do this. Go in here. But he changed the play. Huh? He, he changed the play. We, we were not supposed to run a counter, man. We were supposed to do this like that. Run up just a quick slant. But you went in here, you done ran a, that, that was not the plan. Have you ever went away from God's plan? That, that was not, have you ever found yourself going against the plan? Have you ever found yourself going against the play? That was not the play. That is not the right call. You are doing it wrong. That's not what you're supposed to do. That's not where you're supposed to be. That's not what you're supposed to think. You are doing it wrong. And Saul did it wrong and God was like, wait a minute. What's, what, what's going on here? I'm supposed to be driving. But you, you, done, you done knocked me out of the car. Now you driving, Saul. Now God ain't going to let, God ain't going to ride in the passenger seat. I'm going to just, I'm going to tell you, I know sometimes we talk about, you know, let God be your co-pilot and all that. No, no, no. God ain't going to be second. He, he's either, he's either going to be first or nothing. Saul began to drive his own life, and he drove it in the ground, and he drove it literally in the ground because he died in battle. And then because of Saul, his son Jonathan dies. Fathers, there are a lot of men who are daddies, who children are going to die because of the deeds and the actions of their dads. Jonathan died. Y'all, I, I want y'all to know, and, and Brother Gattis, where is he at? Yeah, he's in the back. Uh, he was teaching a class about Saul, Jonathan, and David, and yes, a number of people make mention about homosexuality when it comes to Jonathan and, and David. But those people do not know scripture, and some people wrestle scripture. They, they wrestle scripture. That means they try to twist the scriptures. 
Anybody who knows the Bible knows that that could not be what the Bible is teaching. Because the Bible clearly speaks against homosexuality. Clearly in the Old Testament, clearly in the New Testament. So Jonathan was not saying to David that you are my boyfriend and I am your boyfriend. No, 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 no. That was a covenant love. That, that was a co same love you're supposed to have for me. Is that's how deep that love ran with Jonathan and David. Don't tell me you can't have no friend who stick it closer than a brother. That's Bible, y'all. That's all that was. He stuck closer. It wasn't his biological brother, but he said that's a friend of that one. Stick it closer than a brother. Watch this here. There are some friends to some of y'all who treat you better than your biological folk. There are some friends, they're, they're, they're closer than a brother. They're y'all tight. Anytime you need them, they ain't the first thing smoking to come to your rescue. When the folk who got the same last name that you do won't get out of bed and help you even when they can. Mm. Have you been disobedient lately? Don't, don't say nothing, just think. Have you been disobedient? I, I mean you, you know, I mean, we got to individualize this thing. <laughs> Have you been disobedient lately? And you know, Saul was disobedient and his life began to spiral down. You could have watched it. You go through the scripture, you would see it. And when that evil spirit came upon Saul, it was a depressing spirit. He was depressed. And the Bible says the spirit came on him. And then when David began to play the harp with his hands, the Bible said the spirit would leave him. And then the spirit would come back to Saul. This was a depressing spirit. It was a, it was a spirit of fear. Saul became fearful. Depressed at the same time, y'all. And me mental. Some people would call him mental. Something is wrong with him. And, and, and even when David came, and I think Brother Gattis touched on it this morning, that when he took the spear and, 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 and he was going after David and David slipped away, he was not only depressed, he was not only fearful, but he was angry. When the spirit came over him, he became angry. He was a maniac when the spirit, this evil spirit that God moved out of the way and allowed to take over him. There's only two spirits in the world, the spirit of light and the spirit of darkness. One of them going to lead your life. Don't be fooled just because you name Christ that the spirit of light is leading you. Saul just showed us that. He had the Holy Ghost. He was anointed by Samuel. He was chosen to be kings, uh, the king of Israel, the first king of Israel. But you saw God's man go down to the ground. When you do not obey God. Point three, and we'll close. Don't become what you go through. He, he, was, he was going through some things and he, he became what he went through. If you're going through some trouble, don't you become a troublemaker. 
If you're going through some problems, don't become problematic for somebody else. If you're going through H-E-L-L, don't raise with somebody else. Y'all don't go, don't become what you go through. And I like what happens here because God sends him David. David was a blessing to Saul, but he became a curse. Not because of David's doing. All David was doing is what Saul called him to do, was to play. All David was doing is following what? The will of God for his life. When God has things for you and you follow the course, you're going to come to it. Now, I heard people say, oftentimes, you know, if God want me to have it, can't nobody stop me from having it. That ain't true. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. God might have it for you, but that don't mean you're going to get to it. If you disobey God, what God has for God had the world for Saul. But because Saul was disobedient to God, uh, he did not reach his full potential of life. You might be an upcoming athlete. You might be an upcoming artist. You might be some upcoming somebody. And I stop by to tell you that if you get off course, get off course and see what happened to you. I know a number of guys who were, I'm destined to make it, but got hooked on that stuff. Hello, somebody. And didn't get to that destination. Don't tell me. I don't care what God got for you over yonder. It's not on God. It's on you. David was Saul's best thing. And he didn't allow his blessing to be a blessing in his life. You know God will put some people in your life to bless you. But you know sometimes we will sabotage relationships that God put in our lives. There are people that God will connect you with in life that will help you become what God wants you to become. But sometimes you think that they are a threat to you. They want what you got. No, man, he's trying to help you. No, she's trying to help you get somewhere. Look, David couldn't help what God had for him. That was not, that was not in David's control. God birthed David. To become king over Israel. You, you watched it throughout his whole life. He was a shepherd boy. He done defeated a bear. And a lion. Anybody up in here want to go up against a bear? Raise your hand. And we'll take you down to the closest zoo with a bear. And we'll let you get it. You say, hey, look, you just, let's try and see what happens. Anybody want to get down there and go, you know, go try to deal with that lion? Just you and the lion. Just you and the lion. Just go up in there. David killed a bear and a lion. And y'all, he didn't have a shotgun. Huh? He didn't have no Draco. He didn't have none of that stuff. Huh? He didn't have all that stuff you got, Brother Young. He didn't have all of that. <laughs> the fella used what he had and took his hands and killed that lion and that bear. The fellow was destined to become the king over Israel. Couldn't nobody stop him but David. But David made all of the right moves. You got to make all the right moves to get to where God wants you to be. He got angry, jealousy, malice took over him. And then he said, and I'll close. He says, I want David and I want him to stay here. You know why he did that? 
because he wanted to have a watchful eye on David. He's a threat to me now. He, he, you know, he's been anointed. He's, he's a threat to me now. <sighs> I don't know why in the church, why we do what we do with each other in the church. Everything, what everything Sister Brock has belonged to Brother Viltz. Not literally. No. Don't get it twisted, Sister Brock. But if I need something, and if she can, she's supposed to, and she would, supposed to help me. If I got something, and you need it, then I'm supposed to, to help him. We are supposed to help one another. We are supposed to love one another. When somebody's facing trouble in their life, your job and my job is to make his life just a little bit somewhat kind of trouble-free, right? We want to come in and say something, do something, take him out to eat, take her out to eat, so their minds can what? Get away from certain things. Here's the deal. You know, when you're going through problems in life, you know, be careful who you talk to because there are certain people who will just, you know, come on over here. You can come on with me. Come on, come on. What I'm doing, you do. And you know, if you're not careful, you know, when you're going through things, you know, sometimes you're weak. Hello, somebody. You go to a party. They start drinking. You start drinking. You're going through some things. You get one drink. You get another drink. You get another drink. Uh, you're not high. You're drunk. Listen, young folk, talking to Brother Dexter, the barber, the Christian not long ago. If you were in the Bible, Brother Dexter, they probably would go back to USD. Dexter Tobit, the barber. When you're young, parents, be careful. Observe your children closely. Because as I said, the devil is always watching. The child might not talk to the father. He might talk to the friend. So you got to be careful who their friends are. Because if the friend is not the kind of friend you approve of, and then sometimes it's not just a friend. It's a group who will accept you when others will not. And because you are at your low point in life, because you are in your dark, deep, valleys in life. You will go to this group because you feel that group will accept you. And you begin to do certain things that you would not normally do if you were in your right frame of mind. Be careful parents. You better be on the alert. There are things happening in our world today. Young boys are becoming gay. Young ladies are becoming lesbians. I stopped by today to tell you, you better be careful who you allow your children to deal with. Some secret societies. I think that's Kendrick said that. Lamar. Somebody don't even know. It's real. It's real. There are two spirits in life. The spirit of God. 
the spirit of the devil. Each one wants to consume, and whichever one consumes you controls you. You're either being controlled by God, or you'll be controlled by Satan. You shall know them by the fruits that they bear. Just watch a person's life. It'll show and tell who is directing their life. If you're not a child of God, you won't be one this morning. You come by hearing this word, believing the same, repenting of sins, confessing that Jesus is the son of the living God, putting them on in baptism. You might not be with us physically. You might say, I want to be baptized for the remission of my sins. If you're online, you say, I just want to be baptized. You Give us a contact number. We'll contact you. If you know you need to be baptized this morning, then say, I want to be baptized for the remission of my sins. And we'll do that after you have heard, believe, repent, confess, and be baptized. You stand in need of prayer. You stand in need of prayer. Why don't you say, I need prayer. As together we stand and together we sing the invitation song, Why Don't You Come? Why Don't You Come? God has smiled on me, and he has set me 